Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. go we're in the Vegas LA studio I like back together <laughs> I liked your voting today on IG where are you going LA or Los Angeles <laughs> <laughs> well because I just got back from two weeks on the road and I don't know why it felt like the longest two weeks like when I'm home did. two weeks goes by so fast yeah but I think just because I was like everything felt like I was like there were like five different types of trips like within one trip and I had to pack for New York City Scottsdale camping and uh Denver all on the same trip. So I had like this massive suitcase with all of these like different things. Something was like business stuff. So I yeah. had like some like fancy stuff and then I had like camping gear and it was like below 30 degrees. Anyway, it was like a long time, but but I kept posting on my stories like where am I going next? Where am I going next? And then finally today I was like fucking finally going home, home for 36 <laughs> hours. Am I going to Los Angeles or LA? Because you used to be able to say Los Angeles or Los Angeles in red. Remember yeah, the, the yeah. old poll used to be like that, which would make me laugh. But so anyway, yep, I'm back and uh, missed you. And I love that you held it down while I was gone. You and Jeff had a great uh, had a great episode. And then you also did your own, which I thought was awesome as well. So happy to be back. Yeah, I'm so happy you're back too. It did feel like forever. I felt like we I don't were... know why it felt like forever. Like I don't know about you, but like I feel like two weeks flies by at home. It does. But like, but you were you guys were just traveling as well. We and you were, were gone for like 10 days. Yeah, we were gone in Costa Rica for 10 days. It And then actually we landed on a Saturday and then Jeff left on Sunday to Dallas. So he just barely got home. Uh, and I was like, hey, uh, I know you just got home, but can you record with me? <laughs> and we actually waited a day because he was t- he was tired. But there's something about traveling. I feel like you get in some kind of time warp and it just time feels different. Time feels different than when you're at home. It does so, totally. And I felt like every day was like just so long because I was doing yeah. stuff the whole time, you know, yeah. it was just like every day felt really long. And- you know, you know what else too? Cause the time change, this has been fucking me up. So when we went to Costa Rica, there was no time change there, but we got home and now the sun sets at four 30. I was home for like three days and I had taken the dog out and I was all ready to go to bed. I'm like, okay, cool. And I look at, and it's seven 30 at night. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is there to do now? Do. You I, have to go to bed. I, I didn't realize that my, my clocks weren't set. So the microwave and the oven, you have to set right manually. Mm-hmm. So there was at one point I had looked and I go, Oh, it's five o'clock. I'm going to go take my dog to the dog park. I get to the dog park and I look at my Apple watch and it's four twelve. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I go, Oh shit. If I take her to the park at four o'clock now, what am I going to do? And that was the night I went to bed at seven 30. So I, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. Else to do. No, yeah, it's depressing. There's nothing else to do. 4.30, done. And I, it's funny because in the summertime, I don't even go to the dog park till 9, 10 o'clock and totally. get into bed. But now I'm going to bed by 8. So I, I don't it's mind so that funny. Part, I remember but... like being younger and like older people being like, daylight saving just throws a wrench in things. And I was like, <laughs> really? It's only one fucking hour. Like, how could it be that different? And now I'm like, yes, it takes me like weeks to like finally stop waking up at fucking 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not just the hour. It's also the temperature. I think, I don't know. It got, it dropped really fast here in Vegas. It's been pretty cold. And so that also makes me 
I don't know, it just changes something. I just don't want to go outside. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to move. I just want to, like, I have a beanie on right now, long sleeve shirt, and I'm just, and you're in a hoodie. Like, it just gets yep. chilly. It is. And I just want to, like, put candles on and have a fireplace. And we don't have a fireplace. Oh, my God. So. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing, too, is because it's like, you want to be cozy and it's the holidays. And I know. Well, anyway, the trip was really fun. And we went camping. Keith kind of came out because I was in Scottsdale for about 10 days. And so there was like a three day period where I didn't have any events. So he came out. And we went camping and it was like below 30 degrees, which I'm never doing again. <laughs> and I didn't have service. So we we're like out in the middle of nowhere, which is fine. Like, I kind of like that where I can kind of like not be, you know, uh, reached, but there's like nothing to do. And it was so cold that I was like, we just need to get in the tent because the tent is, has an insulator. So we get in the tent at like 730. Yeah. We're like looking at each other being like, so what should we do for the next two hours? <laughs> so. I didn't have service, so I couldn't like look up something like a game or something. So I was like, okay, let's just play this game where we just ask each other questions. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I need to have a couple of drinks before I like, loosen up a little bit. And it was fun. We just like went back and forth asking each other, like kind of risque. Of course he was asking like vanilla questions. And I was like, that's it. Like that's the, the, <laughs> the spiciest you're going to get. And I like forced them. But it was fun. I recommend it. I love it. Not, it gives you like an excuse, right? To just yeah. Like, this is kind of fun. Totally. I like it. It was yeah. good. It was fun. It was a lot of different, a lot of different types of fun, but anyway, I'm glad to be home and I'm glad to be back on the podcast. Yes. And what are we talking about today? Well, yeah, you just mentioned the holidays. So speaking of, you know, this is the time of year we might see people we haven't seen in a while. Um, and regardless of whether it's the holidays or not, anytime you see somebody you haven't seen in a while, there's always questions. What are you doing? What's new? What's happening? What's going on with your life? And sometimes the question's like, so when are you getting married? How long have you guys been together? Mm -hmm. When are you guys having kids? When are you yep. having another one? Are you trying to get pregnant? And we wanted to talk about how you address or deflect, or I don't know, avoid those nosy questions. And how do you respond to those kind of things? So I know yeah. you've been with your partner a couple, almost five years now. We've been together almost four years. I think, I think cause we're older, maybe we're not getting it as much, but there's definitely family members who are like, so, and you know, also, we've been married before, which I also think, yeah. you know, is kind of like, it's not like the first one. Yeah. So I think a lot of times, yeah, but you know, so anyway, the whole idea this topic came up because I was, um, went out to dinner with a good friend of ours, Molly Galbraith, shout out Molly. Um, I think she listens to the podcast maybe anyway. Um, she's amazing. She's, uh, the founder of girls gone strong and she has been with her boyfriend and she's super open about this. So I can say this on this podcast. Cause she talks about it on her own Instagram. Uh, she's been with Casey now for, I think like close to a decade and they're both incredible people. Um, super sweet. And I really love both of them. And she was saying when we were out to dinner, she was like, yeah, people, you know, always ask us about we're getting married and this and that. And she's like, and it's just not something that we care about. And I was like, I totally get it. And, you know, so obviously we've had other conversations, you and I on this podcast about would we consider getting married again? And it's funny because I'm actually more open to it than I ever would be. But at the same time, I could totally go without it too. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you're in a position where your family members are asking you, about, it's always comes from a good place, right? Like it always comes from a place of like, I want to see you happy and it's, but it's someone else's value system. And I think sometimes that's, what's confusing is that it's their value system. They go like, Ooh, don't you want to get married? Don't you want to have kids? Don't you want to have a family? And, you know, I think that you can, and I'm very much like you people have the doubt, right? That's my, the way I see it. And I think it's easy to get frustrated with that comment because 
I think in general, we don't like when people put their own values. And I feel this way very much about like religion where people like assume you go to church or assume you pray or whatever. So that's sort of where my trigger lies. But I think, you know, uh, none of us like other people's values being like, it's just doctrine. Like this is the right way to do things. This is the thing everyone should want. And so I think there's an, in a way to give someone the benefit of the doubt and also educate them on a different perspective. Not that they'll change their mind or adopt your perspective, but I think it's a good time that you can say, well, you know, that's something that's not really important to us. You, and you don't even have to explain it if you don't want to. You don't have to be like, and here's why, and here's what the five reasons why. But you can say, you know, it's not, not something that's on our radar. We're just doing our thing right now. We love our life. We have a great, you know, we, everything is good between us. And we just don't feel that pull to get married. And of course, this is all filtered through if you don't necessarily want to get married, or maybe you do and you're sort of waiting to get proposed to. I mean, right? So if you're a woman and that's important to you, that like you, there's a big proposal and you're sort of waiting then maybe you feel a little awkward because you're like, I do want to get married and I'm waiting on this fucking guy. So like, so, you know what I mean? So I think it's okay to just own it. And also there's an opportunity. I always say this, and I think this is really important. There's an opportunity, especially for maybe a generation above us or, you know, extended family. There's an opportunity to educate and be an example of what else there is on the menu. It doesn't have to be the traditional thing. And sometimes it's hard because you're like, well, it's just my aunt. Like, should I even bother like trying to educate? And it's not that you're going to change their mind, but I think it is there. There's utility in confidently stating another viewpoint. And it's not because they're going to take it on or whatever. They're sort of doing their thing, but it's okay to do something completely different and also not say it in a way that is, um, what's the word? Like, uh, is it threatening or not say yeah. it in a way where you feel like uh, attacked? You know what I mean? You don't have to get defensive. You can literally just totally neutrally explain how you're doing things and why you like it that way. But yeah, it can definitely be anxiety producing if you're going into those situations. It it really can. And I think sometimes it depends on the, how it's said and the intentions and the person it's coming from. Right. Because totally. sometimes, sometimes I'll ask those questions like, Hey, are you guys getting married? Are you talking about it? But it's not because I think that somebody needs to. I'm actually curious as to their beliefs around marriage. So I might say something like I might ask you, Joe, like, hey, are you guys talking about getting married? And not because I'm like, you've been with Keith for a while. He should be proposing. But I'm like, what do you think about marriage now? Like, you've been married. I'm curious as to how you guys feel about it. Have you guys discussed it? Because you I know that you guys have, and I have with Jeff. And so these are like real conversations, not assumptions that that needs to be the next step. So I think it really, you have to filter it through. And sometimes, you know, it's like your religious aunt Margaret, who's like, believes that you are sinning. And so right. you're, you're feeling the judgment. And that's when it gets to be a little more triggering where you're like, actually, <laughs> right. You get don't, immediately yeah. triggered. <laughs> you want like, to put them in their place. Immediately. Yeah. You're like, don't worry the <laughs> fuck about me. Yes. I'm living in sin and Margaret and we're just fine. <laughs> and we're going to go to hell and we're going to have fun. And you kind of just want to say something sassy and totally. snarky back. So because you want to be like, get with the times. Like, you know, yeah. some, but part of you just wants to be like, yeah, we fuck. Like you just want to yep. say that. <laughs> it's just like the shock value of like, yeah, we sleep in the same bed. We like fuck and yeah. we have no plans to get married. Like, yeah, right. we're definitely going to hell. <laughs> So it's so much of who's kind of where it's coming from. And so if there is an ability, like I like that you said, it gives you a chance to kind of educate and you can be cool about it instead of being snarky, even though like that side of you probably wants to come out. I always think the baby one is really tricky and um, 
often tacky because you never know what somebody's struggling with and they could be really trying to have a child. Um, but a lot of people are really open with their, with what they're doing. Like I know a lot of couples who are going through IVF and doing treatments and they're telling everybody about it. In fact, I was telling Jill, I, I um, hang out with this gal at the dog park. She's a single woman who just decided to have a baby on her own and she's pregnant now. And she's just like, she's telling everybody about it. She's like, yeah, I was tired of waiting for a man and I'm 39 and I just, so she's pregnant and I'm like, yay, I'm going to be an aunt, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, We're just dog park friends, but, um, so some people are more open and some people are a lot more private about that kind of stuff. And so, but I think again, it comes back to like, is it aunt Margaret? Who's like, well, you've been married for four years now, and now it's time to have children. And you're like, well, maybe we don't want to have children. So I think that, you know, we have to, no, we don't have to do anything we can to keep the peace, try to just listen to where they're coming from and their perspective, and then come back peacefully with our perspective and not try to, um, like give any pushback and you don't have to take things as like even comments about your weight. Let's just like, you know, we can have all kinds of comments like, Oh, you've been, you've been, you're looking healthy. Yeah. (laughs) Like you're looking well, we don't have to, um, put any emotion on any of it. Like you can just kind of put up a shield and go, okay, we know Aunt Margaret's going to say something about my weight, about my marriage, about me not having kids, about my age. Um, and we're just going to be like, yep, thanks for noticing and just leave it. You know, there can Mm -hmm. literally be a sentence like, yep, nothing's changed this year and then change the subject. And I think that would probably be one thing I would likely do if it was somebody that I just knew over and over and over, and maybe I've already explained and I would just kind of like nod my head, agree, and then change the subject. Hey besties, this episode is brought to you by Blinkist. Now y'all, I have been a long time off and on user of Blinkist. Blinkist is kind of how I describe it as the cliff notes of Audible. Do y'all remember Cliff Notes back in the day, those little yellow books you would get so you didn't have to read your whole book for your book report? So this is like that. Blinks are basically little 15-minute snippets, 10 to 15-minute snippets of full books. Um, There's even podcast snippets as well. And they have over 5,500 titles, nonfiction titles. So if you're trying to learn some things quick, just grab some nuggets. Or maybe you're curious if you want to even invest in listening to an entire book or reading an entire book. You can just listen to these short blanks. Super fun. Take them on a walk with you. Quick run. I really love these things. And because they're sponsoring the podcast, they're hooking you up. Right now, they actually have a special offer just for our audience. If you go to Blinkist.com slash The Best Life, you can start a seven-day free trial and get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership. So that's Blinkist. It's spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash The Best Life to get 25% off and a seven-day free trial. And for a limited time, you can even use Blinkist Connect to share your premium account. So you'll get two premium subscriptions for the price of one hooked up. Yeah, it was interesting. I was um, talking to someone last week and they weren't saying it about me, but they were saying it about themselves. And they were like, I just, I don't want to get to the point where I don't, because this person's like, I don't want kids. Um, I know who it was, but I won't mention her name, but she was saying, I don't want kids. She goes, but I would hate to get to an age where I can't have children anymore and then regret it. And I think that's always a big 
I don't, I, that's always a big sort of, um, you know, a statement that people will say is like, well, you don't want to ha- you don't want to regret it. And yeah. I just think that regret is a choice. And so, you know, at some point where you, the window closes and if you want to have biological children, that's sort of over for you. So I think the only option is to own it. And we've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast. Like if you make a decision, you have to own it because anything else is misery. And I remember being, uh, this is my, this must've been like when I was in my early thirties, maybe mid thirties, my dad having a conversation with me and saying, like really kind of taking me aside and saying, you know, you really should have children. You should think about having children this time when I was married still. And I just said, you know, that's just not, and I don't know, it's not my, that's not something I'm looking at. It's not something on the menu for me. It's not something I want to do. And he was like, well, that's precisely why you should do it is because you don't want that. Like, cause you have like made the decision and you know, the responsibility and I'm like, I hear you. And with that, I was just more like, I was able to see that that was his value system and that he wanted the best for me. And he obviously has four children and that's his value system. And that's amazing. And so many other people love that. And that's their the way that they drive a sense of purpose. And it's beautiful. But I, I was very clearly able to see that that was their experience. And I'm sure it is amazing. And that's, I think, some, sometimes the irony is that when you don't have children or you don't, you should not get married or whatever, you don't know what that's like. You don't have that experience. So it's easy for people to say, well, you know, you'll want them at some point. Like that's, that's, a, I, I, and I'm honestly, I do sort of get a little bit annoyed by that. You'll want them like, as if they know my, like my own mind better than I know my mind. But I agree with you. I think at the end of the day, it's possible to just acknowledge, especially if it's like someone who's like not in your life really all that much on a day-to-day basis, it's, it's perfectly fine to just acknowledge and then move on and then move the conversation. But there is something so uh, empowering, I think, about owning your choice, whether or not you decide to discuss anything further or justify it or whatever, but there's something really powerful about just standing in your truth, stating it clearly, owning your decision, and then moving on. You know, I think a lot of people are people pleasers or a lot of people justify or they get defensive or whatever. And when you get that emotional charge, sometimes that takes away the power of your stance, the power of your ownership. And so I think there's an opportunity to have that example and, and pra- I don't know, I see all this as practice. I'm like, yeah. let's go into the, let's go into the lion's den and let's see what happens, you know? And this is always a good thing because it's easy for me and you to sit here in our, you know, safe spaces, in our relationships, hanging out with the people we always hang out with. I look at going home or spending time with extended family or, or people who don't know you on a day-to-day basis as like literally practice. Mm. We always talk about this stuff with communication and honesty and, you know, uh, neutrality and staying clinical with stuff. And it's like, let's see if you can walk your walk when you're in those scenarios. Oh, I love that so much. And I'm glad you brought up to, um, owning it and the people pleaser. Cause I know myself in my twenties and my early twenties, when we first got married, I remember talking to my husband and saying like, we need to be married at least five years before we even think about kids. Like I re- always thought that we should have a solid marriage before children were brought into it. And when people would ask us, like, especially like the year after they're like, so when are you going to start having kids? I'm like, we just got married a year ago, but because I was such a people pleaser and always worried about what they would say, or I thought there would be some kind of argument, or I thought they would tell me if I told them the truth, which was, I really don't want kids to be honest. I really wanted to wait five years at least. Cause one, I do think having a solid relationship is important important part of being a parent, but two, I just didn't want them. So I was like, let's see what I feel, what we feel like in five years. And then in five years, if we want them cool. But at that point we didn't, 
And I, and five years later, we still didn't. And six years, we still didn't, but I didn't want people to, I, I had heard that many times people go like, you will, oh, just wait, just wait till you're 31. Just wait till you're 32. And I always felt like something was wrong with me when mm. people would say, just wait, because I'm like, what, how long am I waiting? Cause it, the feeling isn't coming yet. And so I would just lie and say things like, oh, we're, we're going to wait a couple of years or like, we're going to start in a couple of years. Or I would just say things kind of like not really addressing, not saying the truth with the, the truth was I didn't want to have any children, but it would just, I would kind just of avoid deflect. it. Yeah. I would just be like, well, we, we will soon we're talking about it. We just haven't started yet kind of thing. And it just seemed easier to give that kind of answer that I thought they quote wanted than the answer, which was true, which might bring about some more questioning on my part, which is, uh, we probably don't want to have kids and I'm sure that we won't actually. And that was a harder thing to answer. And I remember even thinking, it would be easier to tell people we can't have kids than to tell them I didn't mm, want to. Mm, and right. I was like, cause then I feel like they would just shut up. I'd be like, oh, we can't like, we're, you know, infertile or we're struggling. Then be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they would be stopping nosy versus saying, you don't want them. Cause then I felt like then I would just be berated with more questions and more like, yes, you should, you should try. And so I didn't want to deal with it. And I never lied and said we couldn't, but I just remember thinking very mm. often, it would be easier just to say that. You know, what's interesting is that, I still think it's, it's interesting when people think that not having children, and I've even heard people who don't have children say that they think it's kind of selfish. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, is it selfish? I just kind of want to be selfish. And I'm like, what? Like yeah. to me, like wanting to have your life the way you want it is the, is why would that ever be selfish? Like, who are you, who do you have to cater to in this life? You know, and if anything, I sort of see it the other way that you're like, and it's funny because, um, you know, Danny and I watch a lot of stand-up comedy and there was this comedian and he, he was like, he has a couple of kids and he was like, and by the way, I'm sure every, no one feels like this, but he has a couple of kids and he said, you know, he's like, having kids is so selfish. He goes, don't, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love my kids. He goes, but you have a kid and you like hold it up and you're like, it's a little me. It's a mini me. <laughs> it's like. I, I don't think it's selfish to have kids, but I think you could go both ways. Yeah. And so I think when people, and it's interesting because I actually posted something a couple of years ago about saying I was child free. And my mom said, that was really interesting how you use that term child free. And to me, that's the term that I would use if it's my choice, right? So mm -hmm. if you say, oh, I'm childless, it seems like it's like, a, oh, like it's something's a- missing. Yeah, something's missing or you can have kids, whatever. But when you, when you say I'm child-free, it's an autonomous decision. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, I never want anyone to feel like we're saying that kids aren't amazing. They are. And everyone who listens, you know, who's a mom has, I'm sure you have a completely fulfilling life with your children, but sometimes it can feel like you're going rogue if you don't, and then how do you sort of talk about it in a way that doesn't get like pity from people or um, judgment from people? And not that you can ever really control that, but I think there is something really powerful. And you and I have actually had people reach out to us and say, you know, your your podcast has really helped me come to terms and have the language to say like, yeah, I don't really want kids and have it be okay. Because I think more often than not, most people in our lives We'll just be like, well, why? You're in a great relationship. You're in a long-term relationship. Why? That's next, the next step. Why wouldn't you? And I just don't think it's always the default. And I do think sometimes, you know, you go off script and it can be hard to explain that to people in your life. Yeah, it really can. You know, the, another question I was thinking people ask about 
during the holidays, besides when are you getting married and when are you having kids or when's the next kid is also asking about your job and work. And that can be a struggle too. And especially we talk to a lot of, uh, we work with a lot of women who are entrepreneurs or starting a new business. And sometimes you might feel like things are really taking off, or maybe you're not getting a lot of clients. And so people are like, how's it going? And you're like, mm, it's going <laughs> <I love it. laughs> like I'm posting on social media and not a lot is happening. And so I want to also acknowledge this is mm. that we don't have to pretend things are going amazing. We also don't have to, um, like downplay successes and things. I think sometimes we get, we are really hard on ourselves, especially when you're starting something new and things aren't picking up and maybe they're not really, uh, taking off the way you want them to. And maybe you just quit your job too. And you might be getting judgment. I remember when I left my city job to go full-time personal training and I got a lot of judgment around there. Like, Oh, do you have benefits? And I'm like, Nope, not anymore. <laughs> Gave all that up. Isn't like, it so oh. weird that like that's what people care about. <laughs> right. It's like, Oh, is there benefits? Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, giving up benefits, walking away and just having that like, Oh, wow. And that's, it's one of the worst like condescending tone. Wow. Okay. And you're like, yep. Uh-huh. I did that. <laughs> how's and your little business going? How's your little business? Oh, how are, so how are you making money and how are you bringing in income? And again, it comes back to owning your choices and just going, you know what? I'm feeling, you can say things like I'm feeling really fulfilled. I'm really, uh, thriving on the new challenges. Like things are really different and it's new challenges and I'm learning and you can talk about that and you don't have to talk about the success or lack of success you're having financially. Mm -hmm. Things are always in flow. Things are always changing. I mean, God, since the pandemic, things have changed so much for me up and down. And so sometimes it's like, well, we're doing some new stuff and it's really fun and exciting to try to learn. And you can talk about all of the processes and processes instead of the, maybe the, the outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think that's a big thing too. Is like, it's always like, how's work going? And I think it's hard because if you are an entrepreneur or you're a small business owner, it can be hard to explain what you do to yes. people in your life, you know, who are maybe come from a more traditional corporate background or, you know, so sometimes I find myself getting into the weeds explaining it. And then I'm just like, I mean, I'm a personal trainer, actually, like I'm a personal trainer. It's just yeah. easier. Like, oh, okay, cool. You know, so I think at the end of the day, don't feel like you have to justify, but I like what you said about, and it's funny because they actually like, this is a thing in psychology research. It's like when you come with the excitement first and you're like, oh, we're learning stuff and it's awesome. I'm like getting into the weeds with things and we're having a blast. And it's really exciting. Like things on the horizon, it actually gets people to match your energy. Whereas if you're like, oh, I don't know, like, ah, oh, we're just seeing how it goes. And like, you start talking down about your own experience. People come down to that energy too. So it might behoove you to come in, start high, get excited don't have to share with them your bank account, right? But you can say like, oh, I'm doing this thing. And that's so different because a lot of people don't have that experience, right? They're like, oh, work works the same, you know? But if you're like, oh, I'm so, I'm like so pumped up, we're trying some new things, then it kind of, they have to sort of meet you at that energy. And I think that that's really, it makes it better for you as well. And it has to be true, right? You don't like lie and you're like, oh, we just made a million dollars. But like, yeah. you could say, you can definitely talk about what you're excited about, what's on the horizon, what's coming up for you. And I think that can actually be really inspiring to people in your life who maybe are just going to, you know, a job that they don't love or they're not feeling fulfilled by their job. You know, they might be like, oh, that's so awesome. I want to know more about that. Again, there's an opportunity to really own it and then like bring people along for the ride. 
Yeah. I yeah. think, I think that could be a really fun way to talk about what you're doing. Again, it sometimes it is frustrating when you do online stuff and you're talking to Aunt Margaret or older people who don't understand the internet, don't understand social media. You don't really want to explain, or maybe you're just <laughs> not getting the clients you want. And, and you're like, ah, we're see like that comment you said, we'll see how it goes. That's a not very empowering comment about business, you know? So if you can get excited and maybe you just have to trick yourself when you're talking about it too, but just, you know, how you're excited about what you're learning and things are different and they're challenging in a fun way that you're learning to work through. And, and then you, again, then you can de deflect and put it back on them. I always, <laughs> I always like turning the conversations back on other people. I'm like, and how about you? What are you up to these days? Mm -hmm. Yep. So you can I always agree. flip things around. So yeah, hopefully this, uh, it's all good practice manage. Yeah. I like that. You said it's practice. It's not the same people, the conversations you're used to always having. And I think maybe that's, what's exhausting about it sometimes is it's the energy to try to like get everybody caught up to speed. Cause they're not with you all the time. Totally. And if you can just have fun with it, uh, go say hi to aunt Margaret, compliment her food, see how she's doing these days. And <laughs> I love it. Well, actually we were, we got some really good feedback on, we had an episode a few weeks ago on stress around the holidays and we got some really good feedback on that episode too. So hopefully this is helping you guys just give you a little bit of language to use if these conversations come up, um, and hit us back and give us a report on how things go and how you just owned what you're doing and owned who you are in life and, you know, owned your decisions report back. We can't wait to hear. That's right. it for us. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye see guys. Ya. Bye.